This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hi, friends. It's Annie Grace with This Naked Mind, and I am answering readers' questions. Today's question comes from Charlotte. She says, um... Could you talk about how to cope in social situations without drinking? I've been out to pubs so many times with the intention of not drinking, but because of my need to feel less anxious socially, I've let myself have a drink with the intention of being sensible, but end up waking up the next morning, not remembering the night, and usually end up injured. I guess I need to stay out of the pubs full stop. But anything on how to deal with social anxiety as a non-drinker would be fabulous. Um, So I think there's a few different ways to answer this. I think that if you are in the early days of stopping drinking and you've actually identified that, you know, you've changed your brain to where you're having cravings that are almost unstoppable and you're, it's very difficult for you to overcome them, then staying away from it until you get kind of a grip on that is probably a good idea. I will say that that's not the typical case for most people. I mean, I'll often... Um, When that happens, that means that something's actually physically changed in your brain. And there's a whole slew of reasons behind that. It has to do with different levels of stress. And I actually did another video post on that. But if that's happening, what's happening in your brain, and they've done MRI studies to show this, is you have two parts of your brain. You've got your midbrain, which is like your amygdala. And this part of your brain is really responsible for kind of survival. So if you were to get in a car crash, that's the part of your brain that leaps into action. You don't think about it. You just act, right? And it is important for your survival. And when your survival is on the line, it takes over completely. And then you've got the human part of your brain, you know, the civilized part, the front of your brain, and that's your prefrontal cortex. And that part of your brain is the one responsible for making good long-term decisions. You know, the part of your brain responsible for saying, I'm not going to do this, even though it might feel good right now, because I want this later. And so that part of your brain. And when you're drinking over time, alcohol actually impairs the prefrontal cortex, and it does it in a few different ways, but it physically like harms it. And when you're actually intoxicated, your prefrontal cortex is less able to function as it should. And they've done MRI studies where they've put addicts in an MRI and they've shown them images of the thing that they're addicted to. So for an alcoholic, uh, they'd show them a picture of, you know, alcohol or something that really triggers a craving. And what that craving is, is actually something that's happening inside your brain. And in the MRI studies, the prefrontal cortex during that period of craving goes black. So Charlotte, if it feels like you go into this pub and some other thing moves in and all of a sudden you're on autopilot and you're just compelled to pick up this drink, that is your midbrain. That is because your prefrontal cortex does not have the tools and the capacity to deal with craving. And that is something that is going to be really hard until you're kind of over the physical part of the alcohol and you have you know some decent time under your belt. And I will say that um, I was forwarded an article today on how meditation, even just focusing on your breath or trying to be consciously aware for five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, actually, you know, balances that out. So it actually strengthens the part of your brain that is responsible for decision makings and, and balances out and the part of your brain that just is kind of in that, okay, I need this drink survival type mode. So if it's that kind of craving you're experiencing, 
then my advice would be do whatever it takes to get that under control, whether it's meditation or whatever, because that trigger, you know, you, you're not yourself. You are not, you're impaired and you're not able to make that good decision. Um, if it's the type of craving where, you know, you're just using it as really a justification because you're feeling some social anxiety, I think that one of the most important things you can do then is to make yourself like a hundred percent promise and commitment for that night, no matter what, you're not going to drink. So it's not just you have the intention of not drinking, but you'll see how it goes. You'll see how anxious you are. You'll always find a loophole in that. You'll always find an excuse. You'll always find the ability to say, oh, but I feel pretty anxious, you know, and guess what? Your body will actually make you feel more anxious in order to ensure you have that drink. Hard to believe, but completely true. Um, so if you make a full on, I'm going out tonight, I will not drink. And that is like 100% and you do that beforehand and you say, I'm gonna experiment. I'm gonna see how it is to deal with social anxiety and I'm gonna give myself a few tools to deal with social anxiety before I ever set foot in this pub. And I'm also gonna give myself permission to leave if it's too intense. Then what you're doing is you are building this really, you're building this really beautiful bank of personal experiences that overcome cravings because a lot of it right now is you don't believe you can deal with social anxiety without drinking because you probably haven't dealt with it without drinking so you know no matter how many cheerleaders you have saying yes you can yes you can until you have that personal experience um, yeah, it's going to be hard. So some of my favorite ways of dealing with, you know, especially in networking situations where it's coworkers or people you've never met before, and I really heavily relied on alcohol as a crutch in those situations. Um, you know, one of the things that I did is I made kind of a list in my head, and I literally would have them written down in my purse sometime of five interesting questions to ask somebody. And I just found somebody that I wanted to talk to, and I made a big effort of my job right now is to be here to learn about this person. And I, I would make it really specific like that. Like I wouldn't leave it to chance, like what's gonna happen, because I knew that if I left it to chance, I'd end up sitting there just like a lump and feeling really anxious and really uncomfortable. And then all of a sudden I'd, I'd want to drink or I'd want to leave. So really clearly say, I'm going to focus on getting to know three people tonight better than I did. And I'm going to focus on having these conversations. And when I'm in the conversation, I'm going to make myself completely present listening to this person and interacting with this person. And that also, believe it or not, is a form of meditation because all meditation does is focus your mind. And when you're able to focus your mind, then again, you're strengthening the parts of your brain that overcome cravings. And if you can do that, you know, once or twice, just even once, just say, I'm going to go out tonight. No way I'm going to drink. 100% commitment to myself. Not going to pass my lips. Tonight is a test. Now, if you can't do that, if you can't make that 100% commitment, then chances are you're in the first bucket we talked about where actually you've got something that's been rewired in your brain, your prefrontal cortex is going black, you have this situation where your cravings are beyond your control, and in that situation you need to remove yourself from the temptation until you're strong enough to deal with it. And you'll know that one way or the another. And if it's the other way and you make yourself this commitment and then you see what happens, guess what? You're gonna be building this bank of personal experiences where you overcome that social anxiety naturally. And that more than anything anybody can tell you is gonna be the real strength and momentum behind you know overcoming social anxiety in general. So great question. Thank you so much for asking Charlotte and have a great day. Again, this is Annie Grace, author of This Naked Mind. 
Hey, guess what time it is? This only happens a few times a year, and right now is open enrollment for this Naked Mind intensive coaching program, and there's nothing like it. Over 12 weeks, you look inward and truly transform your relationship with alcohol with live coaching and a phenomenal tribe. If you are looking to break through and make alcohol small and irrelevant in your life, the live coaching intensive is exactly what you need. Learn more and consider joining me here at thisnakedmind.com forward slash coach. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.